Good evening, and welcome to Georgia Pierre Radio. I'm your host for this evening, Wednesday, November 23rd. An act that is commonly done more often than not is the mighty M-word. To most, it's nothing new, but to some, it's a phenomenon and often stigmatized as something dirty. Popular culture suggests that we do this, but do we? For those who do partake in a little self-pleasure, have you ever wondered if you do it too much and if there is even such a thing as too much? My expert guest tonight, Ms. Gracie Landis, is here to discuss this she is a licensed marriage and family therapist and licensed sex counselor in New York City. She has over 10 years of experience treating patients in both California and New York. She also holds a master's degree in counseling psychology from John F. Kennedy University in California and trained at the Family Institute of Canole and the Ackerman Institute for the Family. Tonight, Gracie joins me to demystify masturbation, discussing the pros and cons, if any, the health benefits and to live a healthy sex life. Join in on the discussion at 347-202-0591. Gracie, are you there? I'm here. Hi there. Hi, how are you? Hi. <laughs> yeah, I know we had a, a face-to-face conversation not too long ago, maybe about a month ago, so it's great talking to you again. Yeah, it's great to be back. Yes. So I knew my listeners would be excited to talk about this, but I thought it was really interesting, and I really wanted to – I actually had this conversation with, with a couple of friends. But um, first getting into it, um, you know, once again to the statistics, according to a national study, 95% um, of males and 89% of women who responded stated that they have masturbated. Do these statistics ring true? Is that a, a, an accurate picture of, of people that actually masturbate? It probably is. Okay. It's. I mean, it's a normal thing to do. Right. Now, when – you know, I mean, if you don't mind me getting a little bit personal, how were you introduced to masturbation when you were younger? I remember being a little kid and kind of poking around and feel, figuring out what felt good. Um, I introduced myself, which is which is what a lot of kids do. It's not what everyone does. Now, I mean, did you did your parents tell you about it? Did they really say like you shouldn't be doing this crazy or kind of kind of into it on your own? I figured it. No, I, I was one of those kids who figured it out on my own. Yeah. Now, did, did you feel the need to talk to your parents about it? Like after you started doing this, it was like, hey, mom, this is something that I'm doing now. You know, did you ever have that conversation with them? I I wasn't somebody who grew up in that kind of family. <laughs> Okay, so it was a little bit more, I guess, conservative in a sense, you could say. Yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit more we don't talk about that kind of stuff. Now, I mean, why Which is, you know, people... that's, not, that's not unusual. It's not unusual. Right. For a lot of families, it's, you know, it could be anywhere from it's not cool and don't do it to, you know, in my family, we'll do what you want, but keep it as a private activity, which, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. I didn't right. really talk to them about it. <laughs> but, you know, in all seriousness, for so, you know, for some kids or in some families, I, I think it's sad that they get shamed if they do it. Because, yes, there are definitely times and places when it's not cool, but it's a normal, healthy activity. I also right. think feel bad if they don't do it. Right. We should all have options. <laughs> being being healthy is about having options. Well, no, we're and getting I, more into that, actually, about the shame and, you know, not doing it and feeling bad to do it. You know, when people actually think about the word masturbation, and I think I'm one of them, and that's why I thought yeah. this topic was so unique to me was um, I looked at it as something like, oh, my gosh, you know, who would do that? And it wasn't even that I was judging others. I think I was judging myself more so because I didn't understand it. You know, to me, it was like, okay, well, my parents are we talked about sex in the home, you know, what would you do? And then X amount of year later, girlfriend, even guy, saying like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this since I was a teenager. I mean, what about those that are kind of sure we should do it or don't know what to do or even just want to learn more about it? What would they do them? I would say there's some good books out there. I can talk about some of them later. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, talk, you know, talk to your friends, but don't – I want to say this carefully. 
Talk right. to your friends, but figure out for yourself what's right for you. So it's not, you know, you know, it's not always great to compare yourself to other people. It's better to look at your friends as a source of information. Like, oh wow, so that was your experience. That's cool. Tell me about it. Versus, oh, I'm not okay, or should I be doing what you're doing? Because uh, sex, sexuality is a very uh, quirky individual experience. And everybody, you know, even though we see images in the movies and in advertising about what's sexy, what's really sexy for a person is unique to them. And that is why I think learning how to pleasure yourself and learning what works for you is an important option to have. How's that? you got to know what's sexy for you. <laughs> yes, how I can like you be that. sexy like with anybody that. else? <laughs> <laughs> no, and who's like going to tell you that. better than your own self? <laughs> You know, and it actually took me some time to figure that out, and and um, that that is so true. That is so true, and we'll definitely want to get more into that because I I, I want to more more of that. Just getting into the dynamic, you know, why we're masturbating for those that do into the learned behavior or inherent inherent activity. What would they? I would say I want to say this carefully because I don't want anyone to feel bad if it's not inherent to them. But probably, you know, for a lot of people, it's an inherent. It is an inherent thing. It's easier for guys because they can see their equipment. It's hanging right out there. It's easy for them to <laughs> want to touch themselves, right? For women, right. actually, seriously, I'm being a little lighthearted, but it can be a little harder to figure out, right? Your right. sexual organs are inside. They're not right out there where you can see them. But, yeah, it little, little kids do it. It's a normal, mm-hmm. healthy activity. Now, when, it's not to even put labels on it, but, I mean, right. just, when do you consider masturbation a problem or even harmful? You know, obviously you're pleasuring yourself, you're learning about yourself, but right. when can that order the lines of being harmful to you or even being a problem? Ah, I want to say this carefully. <laughs> I don't think there are too many times when it can be a problem. It can be right. It can be a problem if it keeps you from doing something else, and it can be a problem if you're doing it. And this is rare, in a way that physically harms you. Right. I mean, it's like anything any else. Example? I'm sorry. Do you care to give any examples as far as like you said, physically harms? Sure. So this is a rare thing, but let's say somebody literally rubs their skin raw. Obviously, that's not healthy. That's what I mean. Okay. Do you recommend, uh, I mean, so now getting more into to the, to the actual act without sounding, for lack of a better word, like a freak. What about with that indulgent sex toy or uh, other aid to help them pleasure themselves? Is that something that is, is normal, too, or better people to kind of explore with their, their own um, hand? I think toys are great. I think I personally think variety is great. So, okay. you know, your hand is a very very reliable tool, and you always have it. Um, toys can be great also simply because they give a range of sense. It's all information. Toys can give you a range of sensation. If somebody, you know, has never been penetrated and they want to know what that's like, a toy can be great. Um, it's all it's all good. I, I think people are better off when they have a variety of ways that they can experience pleasure. Um, folks probably these days are not going to be with just one partner. So only experiencing sex one way or not knowing what you like are not good things. Does that make sense? I think, you know, I think sexual no, health, like any form of health, is about having options. So if you know that a variety of things are exciting to you, and work for you, then you have a much better chance of having a healthy, happy sex life. Speaking of the healthy, happy sex life, I, um, you know, in some cultures, masturbation is considered an evil or sinful activity, and it's suppressed. Uh, can this suppression be detrimental to sexual development? 
I think it can. Um, I, you know, I want to be careful about treading on anyone's religion, but, uh, you know, there have been times and cultures in which the only time you had sex was for procreation. That's not a world that a lot of people live in anymore. Uh, I view sex as a normal, healthy impulse. We, look, God or whoever wouldn't have given people the impulses <laughs> if they were bad. They're there for a reason. It is true. So let me say a little bit more. I'm going off topic, but... Um, you know, having a healthy, happy sexual relationship, if you have one, it, it, it um, helps you stay with your partner. It creates positive feelings between the two of you. A healthy, happy, long-term relationship is a good thing. Having a good sex life and knowing what that means for you can help get you there. Um, so I think, you know, like I said, some religions using that energy for something other than procreation was considered a bad thing. Okay, well. We're past those days now, right? <laughs> we're past those days. No, um, well, the, the other thing I, I thought about when it came to masturbation was we live in such a sex crazy society, and it's not being talked about, and if it's being talked about, it's considered so you know, where, where do you think the subjectivity came from on, on people's view of, you shouldn't talk about that, oh my gosh, what, what do you mean you're talking about that? But then he... I, pseudo scandal for lack of a better word with politicians indulging in this or just celebrities indulging in this and, and we're acting like it's something that's brand new. What do you what do you why do you think it's so taboo? Well, I think one of the critiques is that it's selfish to do that, right? Because it's just for you. By the way, I don't agree with that, but it's just for you. What are you doing that by yourself? Can't you get somebody? I mean those, these are some of the things I hear from people. You can't find anyone else to have sex with. But again, hey who knows you better? I think knowing what works for you can keep you out of a bad relationship. It can it can make you more uh, careful. It can make you more communicative with a partner when you have one. Need I mention STIs, STDs, diseases, unwanted pregnancies? So um, if you know that you don't have to have sex with another person, but that you choose to have sex with another person and you choose to have the sex you want, I think you're so much better off. Really? Yeah, but I, I'm curious about it, and I thought this was interesting when you shared this when, I, when we first had this conversation, um, face to face, the health benefit, you know, uh, I think people kind of do it just to do it because it feels good, but there are actual, um, actual health benefits in masturbation. Can you discuss some of them with us? Sure, sure. Well, we, you know, we all know about the endorphin rush. Just like getting exercise, your heart rate increases. You kind of, you know, you really do get an, an endorphin rush if you have an orgasm. Uh, and when a woman has an orgasm, she secretes fluids, and it kind of it keeps it keeps your internal organs lubricant clean. So, in other words, if you have bacteria inside you, it's going to get cleared out. It's you know it can actually be a form of hygiene. It's healthy to have those juices flowing, and it's he- yes. it's healthy for men to have their juices flowing also. Seriously, in all seriousness, it's a form of circulation yeah. in your body. It increases your circulation. It's a healthy yeah. thing to do. Is, is there a healthy amount of time that, that should be spent on masturbating? If, if you consider it to be confined to an amount of time? You know, I I hate to give those guidelines, and I frankly I yeah. get to hear a lot of stories. I don't know anyone who does it too much, honestly. I know I earlier know. you mentioned. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I, this is a little delicate, but I you know I want to differentiate between masturbation and this is controversial watching pornography because there's been a lot of controversy the past not so many years about you know people in their offices watching porn for hours on end. I want to make a distinction between doing that and masturbating. It's actually a very different behavior. Some people use porn to masturbate, 
but I, I really don't necessarily like linking them. So it can be unhealthy to spend the whole day watching pornography and, you know, not doing something else. But in my experience, most people don't spend six hours masturbating than I wanted to make. <laughs> now, I mean, those, I want to say, how do I say this? For, in, in, so if we're in a relationship, if, if a male and, 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 and female are in a relationship, what about, I mean, even going into more, because you said this can actually lead to a better sex life or sex relationship and, you know, being with somebody. But what about fools that masturbate together? You know, is that something that is, I mean, should that be explored as an option as well when it comes to those types of things? That's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love when That's people do that. That's so funny. That is a, that is not the answer I expected. I was personally curious because you know I would have friends that that say they may do this, but it was just like this is so new to me. So I'm just I'm kind of curious from your standpoint about couples that together. I want to tell together. you why it's great because when you know what you like and you're able to show yeah. your partner, then they can know what you like. And it's a it can be a very intimate thing to masturbate with your partner. I think it's fantastic. Okay. So now I know. That's what I need to be taking notes. <laughs> taking notes. Like, okay, so Gracie said it cleans you out. Do it. You know what you want. But um, the other thing is, yeah, I mean, it needs to be, so obviously it needs to be something both people are comfortable with. If your partner's, you know, not comfortable with it, you don't, I, I think all sexual acts should be by mutual consent, right? Right. But when it's by mutual consent and you're showing each other what you like and you're having this intimate experience, it can be fantastic. And you re- you really can become more intimate when you know what he likes, what she likes. It's, it's, it's a gift to be able to show the person you're with what works for you. <laughs> I, I just want to say one more thing, if I may. <laughs> yes, please. This, this one's important. I sit with more heterosexual couples where... And, you know, I work with all kinds of folks, but I work with more male-female couples where the man says, I have no idea what she likes and I'm going crazy trying to please her. Mm. I wish she would just tell me. Well, sometimes she doesn't know because she hasn't spent enough time with herself. And sometimes it would be great for her not to say, oh, a little here, more there, to the left, to the right, but just show him great gift. A lot of men really want to please their partners and they have no clue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the woman who's comfortable with her body and can show her guy what to do is, is really doing a great thing for him. So then you, you actually encourage it, especially for women, that, that they do this with their partners because this is how they're able to find out, you know, the, the, at least their partners are able to find out what you would say, right? I will tell you that a lot of men really, really stress about pleasing their partners and spend a lot of time wondering and worrying and looking in magazines trying to figure out what to do. It's, I mean, it's kind of sweet, but show them. He yeah. really wants to please you. So basically, the simple as, honey, just let me, let me just show you what makes me feel good. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Like that I said, you want, you want to make, a, a woman would want to make sure that her her partner was good with that and that it wasn't a criticism. You know, you do it in yeah. the context of sharing and and, you know, getting to know each other. That makes perfect sense. That's you, nice. you listen. Uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't not tell somebody what kind of food you liked, what kind of movies you like to go to. This is you true. You would not share I, I, other things that you felt great about with, I guess, with someone that you really like, wanted to know you. So why would you not share this? 
It, it, but that's the thing. It comes back to the, the comfort level of talking about this. Like, I, I mean, from personal experience, and, and, you know, I know recently one of my guy friends that I'm really cool with, it, it may have, like, how you said to talk to talk to your friends about it, and I could tell you, Gracie, that maybe I've had 20 girlfriends over the past years tell me, oh, my gosh, Rosette, you should do this, Ryan, girl, you don't need a man when they're acting up, and I still wasn't in doing it. Like, no one could convince me that this is something that church should be doing at my age. And not until I had the conversation with my guy friend was I even willing remotely to even, um, even you know, uh, at least attempt to, to see what act up good to me. And so it's, it's I think it's, it's so different because of telling someone what you don't want to eat and what you do want to eat, it's it's, it seems like it's simpler than saying, hey, by the way, um, you know, I, I, I like it when you do this when we're having sex. So I like it when you, I just, it's, it's that, that conversation kind of can seem nerve-wracking a little bit. It depends, like, it depends on who you are, though, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I guess it depends on who the person is then, how open they are and how comfy they feel to talk about what they're doing with their partner. So well, well, you know, that's why I said open. you don't want to spring something on someone who doesn't want to hear it, but it's, you know, it's part of negotiating a relationship, what, yeah. what any of your preferences are. I, um, sex gets put in a different category from the rest of life. Yes. And sex is a very special experience, but I think, you know, we don't, we don't do ourselves a favor when we put it in this weird box where we can't talk about it and it's dirtier, it's nastier, or you're worried. So, you know, part of my work as a therapist and as an educator is take it out of the closet and get people talking about it so that they can really enjoy a great thing and a great thing that connects connects human beings and that connects people to themselves. When it's good, it can be a spiritual experience. Either either you feeling pleasure with yourself as a human being in the universe or sharing pleasure with another human being, I do think it can be profoundly spiritual. Well, no, because I want to get more into what it is that you do do. I mean, obviously, you know, confidentiality reasons. I'm just kind of curious, just on a, over, like, a scale. What are some of the stories that you get? I know you said one, like, the male doesn't know what to do to please this woman. I mean, because I know people can relate to some of these stories. Like, what other things have you heard when it comes to relationships and, and, and sex in the bedroom with couples? Well, I do, I do hear an awful lot building on that. Of here, are, here are some of the things I hear most often. I'm with her, and she's telling me, "Move here, do this, don't do that. I don't like this. You're not good. I'm bored." Again, rather than just encouraging the guy by showing him or helping him. So the the talking about you're not doing it right. Think about it. How would you feel? <laughs> so. On the one end, some guys don't know what to do. On the other end, they feel like their partner is too verbal and not enough showing him. Uh, You know, women, I have women telling me I don't feel sexy because I don't look like those women I see out there or those women I see him looking at or those cliched women with, you know, whatever kind of hair, whatever kind of legs, body, outfit that aren't real people. So I hear a lot of folks worrying that they don't look like or act like or move like what they're supposed to. Uh, And there's a lot of pain around that. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, I'm going to go off in a slightly different direction. I've worked with a number of women who, you know, finally, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, later than that, managed to have their first orgasm by masturbating. You know, maybe they were with somebody and it wasn't quite right or they were tense or they were trying too hard to please the other person and they finally learned what they liked by exploring their own bodies 
in a relaxed environment on their own time, and it's very, very empowering. So um, Now talking about the mind, oh, I'm curious as far as in, I mean, and I think maybe you had mentioned this, but does masturbation, can you say that that helps or aids in achieving an, an orgasm? Sure. And it's, I want to emphasize this, it's a more, it can be for a lot of people, especially if they haven't had one, and, you know, not everybody does, a way to learn how to get there without feeling like you're going to disappoint your partner, without feeling like there's something wrong with you because you don't have three or four of them. It's something everybody does at their own pace in their own way, women especially. I mean, with men it's a little more obvious. But for a woman, it can be a more subtle thing. So masturbation is a great tool for learning how to orgasm if you have a chance. Well, yeah, that's actually, I mean, to, to stretch that out further, was the orgasm, if you haven't had orgasm um, through vaginal sex with your partner, if you masturbate and then you go and have sex with a partner, you're basically saying, like, this can actually now, now you, you will be able to have orgasm. Sure. Well, first of all, okay. you know what it feels like and you know what it takes. Right. Um, I've worked with people who've never had the experience, so they don't know what it's, I don't know if I had one, right? I, I've heard that from plenty of folks. Plenty of women. I don't know if I've had one. I think I might have, but maybe, but I was really concentrating on making him feel good about it, or I was worried about the fact that I wasn't having one and I felt bad about myself. And you don't want all that stuff going on in your head when you're when you're making love. You want to be present with the other human being. It's not a performance. People turn it into a performance. So when you're good with yourself, then you know who you are and you can share it with another person, then you can then they can feel good about being with you. And it starts to take the anxiety out of it. I'm uh, I see so much anxiety. People trying so hard to perform and please each other. It's a good impulse, but you've got to know yourself. Yeah, but you mentioned the biggest thing to the mind, your thoughts. Where's your mind at when you're doing this? And you and you were just saying that because when you are thinking about the other person, your mind is no longer in the present. Now you're just like, okay, I don't even know what's going on anymore. You're not with that. So I mean, obviously, on top of you knowing what feels good to you, you would also say your mind plays a, a major role too. I mean, I mean, this may sound like a dumb question, but I just no, 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 not at all. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people are making love, having sex, or they're thinking about other things, and they're not present. So being able to kind of settle into your body and relate to the other person, it's a much better experience. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to say something else, if I may. Knock down another myth real quick. The idea <laughs> that every time you have sex it's going to be great or it has to be great is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Is every meal you have at a restaurant great? I don't think so. Uh, by the way, I would love it if it was, but it's not realistic. So being able to like talk, yeah, being able to talk about it. Oh, I wasn't quite focused today, or you know, I'm tired. It was nice being with you, but no, it wasn't off the charts, and that's okay. Wow, what a gift! Because they were probably feeling just like if it really was off the charts and it was great, and you can say that. That's a gift too. But being real with another person it comes from knowing who you are and what you like and what's going on with you in the moment. And not worrying about how you're performing. It's a fabulous thing to be able to Hold on, because I'm going to get back to that. Um, for those that are just now tuning in, you're listening to the Mighty M Word on Georgia Pierre Radio. Uh, Mighty M, obviously, for masturbation, demystifying masturbation, I have um, Gracie Landis on the phone. If you have any questions, feel free to call in at 347-202-0591. Um, so I want to get back more into myths 
that's um that's so funny how your your how it's actually I never really thought think about it like that because I know for me as a Leo in my zodiac I just naturally want to be the best at what I do and I mean that's with anything. So so I mean like that's with anything whether it's you know I'm good at typing I'm good at hosting I'm good at you know whatever and and then so when you're saying performing I I thought about that because it's kind of like you're like well you know I want to make sure this is good so you are thinking about that but I never really thought to to, to break it down in a sense where you could say hey, you know what, it wasn't you, it was me, you know, my mind wasn't there, you know. What other myths uh, are out there about masturbation? I, I definitely want to break down some more of those walls, because I know these are probably new to me as well as, as, as people listening. Well, you know, there were the old ones about, you know, you would get warts or you'd go blind or you'd go crazy. I think we've finally gotten rid of those. You can hear how <laughs> silly that is, can't you? Yes. Um, oh, my goodness. You know. But that's the major one, the major one about sex is not always going to be great. Just like every meal that you eat is not going to be great. It's, you know, I'm going a little bit off topic, but, you know, really being sexual with another human being, it's a relationship. It's not a relationship is not a performance. It's a relationship. You're relating with another person. And your first, you know, going back to the idea of masturbation, your first relationship is with yourself, being good with you, knowing you. Um, as as an analogy, you can't be a good friend if you don't know who you are and what you have to offer. So to be a good friend, a good family member, you've got to know yourself. Why would it be any different with sharing your sexuality? You know, and that's what makes you crazy. That I mean, that sounds great, but I, <laughs> I, I feel like this is what, no, it does, and, and I I agree with you, but I almost feel like with media, we have been bought to believe you can talk about X, Y, Z in the universe. But hold on, let's put sex in the box real quick, and don't you dare open that box up. And and that's how I feel. I mean, with what you just said, I I think you're so right in those regards. So many people believe otherwise because of what they've been taught or what they've been forced to to believe. Yeah, and let me make clear, I'm not saying what anybody believes or how they were brought up is wrong or that anybody should go, go leaping out of the box. I'm just saying maybe it's good to test the theory that you've been, you know, Check it out. Find out. Is it bad? Do you feel uncomfortable? Don't don't take my word or anybody else's. Figure it out for yourself. What's right for you? That's a great answer, actually. I think that's that's perfect. In a sense, you're just basically saying be a little bit more open-minded um, yeah. and 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 find out what works for you despite other people. Exactly. For some people, they yeah. may yeah. never feel the urge to do it very much. It's not a big deal. For some people, it's a great thing and everything in between. It's your relationship to what works for you that's most important. Now, I know you mentioned along these lines earlier that, you know, masturbation can aid in improving self-awareness. Do you also see it as, like, a healthy outlet to sexual self-expression? And can you explain this further? Like, as far as, like, how does masturbation help you improve your self-awareness and how is it a healthy outlet for sexual uh, self-expression? Well, I feel like I keep saying this over and over again, but when you know what you like and you know what works Mm -hmm. for you, uh, you're not worrying or preoccupied when you're with someone else and you can also um, get what you want Uh, when you're able to express your sexuality and know what it is I think you're also less likely to be taken advantage of less likely to be exploited in whatever way Uh, if you're sexually aware I'm going to go to a little bit of an extreme example a woman who's sexually aware and knows what's right and knows what's wrong and knows what she doesn't like is a lot less likely to be molested, raped. Uh, She's a lot more likely to know, for example, that it's okay for her to express her sexuality. Um, It's okay for her to dress in a way that she finds attractive, and nobody has a right to do anything 
to her body that she doesn't want. So sexual self-awareness is not just about being sexy, like look at me kind of sexy, but it's also about knowing where your own boundary is. What you don't like. (laughs) It's important to know what you don't like. Why do you think masturbation has been something that's been readily accepted for men to do, but not for women? I think if that was the world that I lived in, you know, I think women have been propped up to, to believe certain things. So I'm just, I'm curious on why. Why aren't women able to be pleased as well, men, at least self-pleasing? I'm going to throw out a few things. Like I said earlier, part of it is their equipment is right there. So it's easier to find. It's easier to talk about. not such a big deal. So for men, usually, unless they're really young, they can have one orgasm and they have to wait. Not necessarily so for women. Women can keep, some women, not all women, but a lot of women can keep, she can have one orgasm and then another one and then another one and another one. Um, women's sexuality is, has a very different character from men. And, you know, there have been times when, wow, you know, woman's sexuality is kind of scary. She can have all that and experience all that. Maybe we need to suppress it a little bit. <laughs> women really can be multi-orgasmic. They can experience more pleasure of a different sort than men. Do you almost think it's because um, when I think about and, and when when I think about that, I think about the society that we live in is is in a sense a patriarchal society. So it's men, 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 and men want to be the ones who lose women not women being able to please themselves. Because in a sense, it's almost like the women don't need the men to please them. And it almost, it's like they, they don't like that. And, and and just to go to your point with the, the multi uh, the multiple orgasm, uh, you know, because men aren't able to have multiple orgasms from my understanding, right? Not in the same way that a woman can. That's interesting. Yeah, some, men can have, some men can have a shorter waiting period and have another orgasm. But for, for a woman, her, her waiting period between orgasms can be really, really short. Now, what about, what points, and I think you mentioned it earlier, but kind of just for those that may have some family, uh, what points could you offer anyone that that's coming into their own, still feels uncomfortable a little bit about masturbating, but they're curious. They, they want to kind of explore. What would you say? I mean, what, I know you mentioned books and, you know, whether it's book recommendations or what would, what would you, what would you say to that? I would say be patient with yourself, give yourself some time, recognize that you're goal-oriented and you want to be the best and that to be the best you have to practice. Spend some time alone. Spend some time thinking about what you think is sexy, what you imagine you might like. I think it's great to fantasize. Not everybody does, but if you're someone who can fantasize, uh, fantasize. Really start considering what you think is sexy. Um, There's a book I like. It is Called. I'm gonna and I'm definitely gonna make sure I put this out there too on my blog so they can they can find it. It's called Getting Off: A Women's Guide to Masturbation. It's informative. It's funny. It gives some history. Uh, gives a lot of ideas. Actually, that's that's probably my favorite one. Do you use that as a reference point at some time? You know, I don't know. Oh, sh- like talking to girlfriends. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And talking to clients because you know a lot of folks have never done it. And I'm, I'm assuming your clients range all ages. Then, not just mm-hmm. young, you know, young adults in twenties. It, it actually is there, right? Oh, all all ages, all ages, eighteen yeah. to into their seventies. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah. How should parents or guardians introduce this to their children? You know what? I think a lot of times kids figure it out on their own, and the most important thing parents can do is have the conversation with them that doesn't shame them. So it goes something like this. 
parent sees a kid touching himself, maybe experiencing pleasure, they talk about it's okay to do that. So, um, you know, not that's a bad thing, don't do that, but it's a private activity. So, for example, you don't do it in the supermarket. And, you know, little kids will do it in the supermarket. So, you know, help them understand it's okay to do that, but here's how and when. Um, I've spoken to a lot of folks who, you know, got shamed, got slapped, got confused, never did it again, you know, felt really bad about themselves. So, you know, it is a private activity, and it is an activity that you don't do in public, right? So I think putting things in context, and this is where it's okay to do it, and this is where it isn't, and, you know, it's part of manners, not doing certain things in public in front of people. That's really a good way to prepare talk about masturbation with their kids because like I said kids for the most part are going to figure it out so I felt like I learned a lot tonight so I guess recapping for anyone that's new to this and is curious they should be patient with themselves um, don't take anyone's word for it for it let them do it on their own and find out what feels good to them it's aid and orgasm a sexual health life and with their partners as well um, when they know what they like or what feels good. Um, what else? Oh, the health benefits. I thought those were really interesting that this helps clean them out, both men and women. And there's, it, it seems like there's more pros necessarily than cons. I don't really know if there's really any cons to masturbating. It's just kind of not overdosing on it, basically. Right. It's, you know, it's like anything else. Good health is being in balance. Nothing yeah. to excess. Nothing to excess. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I can appreciate that. <laughs> so what about if they have more questions or want to reach out to you, Gracie, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, my website is sextherapynyc.com. It's all one word, all lowercase, sextherapynyc.com. I'm happy to talk to folks. Um, you know, all my contact information is there, and there's also a lot of just basic educational material on the site, too. Oh, and the book. We can't forget the book that you recommended, uh, Getting Off, A Woman's Guide to Masturbation, right? Yep. Okay, great, 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 great. Well, Gracie, there's a, there's one other source you might like. It's called themasturbationinterviews.com. Oh, okay. And it's what, you know, it's, it's not one person's point of view. It's a lot of people's opinions and experiences about it. So that might be interesting for everyone. To kind of, kind of hear different stories. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. A lot of different because stories. Because remember I said, figure it out for yourself. Don't take it from me. Figure it out. Don't take it from anybody <laughs> else. Figure out what's good for you. You have to know what makes you feel good. I, I, you I do. do. Yes. Well, exploring our bodies, do something new. We do it in other ways. Like when we take a shower for health reasons, making sure everything's good down there. But really knowing what feels good to you physically shouldn't be something that's looked down upon or judged. Loving yourself is healthy and should be done in any form you please. So if you haven't explored that realm yet, take your time. But if you already indulged, cheers to you. Gracie, thank you for your time, your insights, this eye-opening. Hopefully this could create an open space for those who are still struggling with judgments and social stigma. Well, it's been my pleasure to talk to you. Yes. Well, you have a happy holiday. Enjoy. It's you great. have a really happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Okay. okay. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. So grateful for, for Gracie. So, again, if you want to follow up with Gracie, her email, um, her website is um, sextherapynyc.com, and I'll also put that for you all to make sure you can touch them into that in the book that she recommended um, Getting off the woman's guide to masturbation, and um, I think she said master the masturbationinterviews.com. I will make sure I have that for you all. You can catch this episode and other archive shows podcasting on iTunes by searching Georgia Pierre in the iTunes Store. 
stay tuned for next week's episode and enjoy your holidays. Until next time, thanks for listening. Peace.